Hi, and welcome back to Mr. Summer's Story. What you're about to hear is Chapter 4. Our summer is claustrophobic, my mother said as we all sat at supper, talking about the storm and our encounter with Mr. Summer. He suffers from severe claustrophobia, an illness where you can't sit still in your own room. Strictly speaking, claustrophobia means, my father said, that you can't sit still in your room, my mother said. Dr. Lutchenhand explained it all in detail for me. The word claustrophobia comes from Latin and Greek, my father said, and I'm sure Dr. Lutchenhand knows quite well. It consists of two parts, claustrum and phobia, whereby claustrum means something like closed or locked, as in our word closet, or in the name of the town, Clausen, which is Chiswan in Italian and Vanocluse in French. Who can give me another word with claustrum hidden within it? I can, my sister said. I heard from Rita Strangmeyer that Mr. Summer is constantly twitching. He twitches all over with muscle tics. He's antsy-pantsy. That's what Rita says. He sits down in a chair and starts twitching. But as long as he's walking, he doesn't twitch. And that's why he's always has to keep moving, so that no one can see that he's twitching. It's much the same with yearlings, my father said, or two-year-olds. They twitch and quiver and tremble all over. They're so nervous the first time they go to the gate. Jockeys have their hands full, getting them to break out. They do it all on their own later, of course, or they have to wear blinders. Who can tell what breakout means? Fiddlesticks, my mother said. If he'd gotten in the car, Mr. Summer could have twitched all he liked. A little twitching never bothered anyone. I'm afraid, my father said, that Mr. Summer didn't get into the car with us because I used a cliché. I said, you'll catch your death. I don't know how that could have happened to me. I'm sure he would have gotten in if I had used a less hackneyed phrase. For instance, nonsense, my mother said. He didn't get in because he's claustrophobic, which means that if he can't sit in a room, he can't sit in a closed car either. And Dr. Lutchenhand, the minute he finds himself in a closed space, whether it's a car or a room, he's in awful straits. What does straits mean, I asked. Maybe, my brother said, who was five years older than I and had read all of Grimm's fairy tales by then, maybe Mr. Summer is just like the runner in the story six who made their way in the world, who can circle the earth in a single day. But when he gets home, he has to buckle up one leg and a strap, because otherwise he wouldn't be able to stand still. That's a possibility, too, of course, my father said. Maybe Mr. Summer simply has one leg too many, and that's why he has to keep walking. We should ask Dr. Lutchenhand to buckle up one of his legs. Nonsense, my mother said. He's claustrophobic, that's all, and there's no cure for claustrophobia. As I lay in bed, that marvelous word kept going round and round in my head. Claustrophobia. I spoke it aloud several times, so I wouldn't forget it. Claustrophobia. Claustrophobia. 
Mr. Summers suffers from claustrophobia. That means he can't stay in his room. And because he can't stay in his room, he has to run around outside. It's because he's claustrophobic that he has to keep running around outside. But if claustrophobic is the same thing as not being able to stay in your room, and not being able to stay in your room is the same thing as having to run around outside, then having to run around outside is the same as claustrophobic. And so instead of using a big word like claustrophobic, you could just say having to run around outside. But then that would mean that when my mother says our Mr. Summer has to keep running around outside because he's claustrophobic, she could just as easily say, our Mr. Summer has to keep running around outside because he has to keep running around outside. And that made me a little dizzy. And I tried quickly to forget this crazy new word and everything connected with it. And instead, I tried to imagine that Mr. Summer didn't suffer from anything or have to do anything, but that he simply ran around outside because he thought it was fun to run around outside, just like I thought it was fun to climb trees. And so Mr. Summer ran around outside simply to please himself, just for the fun of it. That was the whole thing, and all the confusing explanations and Latin words that adults came up with at supper were just as absurd as the fellow who buckled up one leg in the fairy tale six who made their way in the world. But after a while, I, I couldn't help remembering Mr. Summer's face, the way I'd seen it through the back windows. A face with rain running down it, and a mouth half open, and those giant eyes petrified with terror, and I thought, that's not how you look if you're having fun. No one who's doing something for the sheer pleasure of it makes a face like that. That's how someone looks when he's afraid, or when he's thirsty, so thirsty, right in the middle of a rainstorm, that he could drink a whole lake. And that made me feel dizzy again, and I tried as hard as I could to forget Mr. Summer's face, but the harder I tried to forget, the clearer it stood before my eyes. I could see every wrinkle, every crease, every drop of sweat, every drop of rain, the slightest twitch of his lips, which seemed to be murmuring something. And the murmur grew clearer and louder, and I understood Mr. Summer's voice, and it was pleading, Why can't you just leave me in peace? Leave me in peace. In peace. And only then could I separate him from my thoughts. It was his voice that helped. The face vanished, and I fell asleep almost at once.